Have you ever considered a life of crime? Not recently. And I don't, no. And I don't mean the like the the seven different balance sheets kind of crime. <laughs> which is very much of the moment. But. Very, yeah. Um, if I were to be a criminal, I'd probably do something super low stakes. Like I've joked that I would want to like deface or I would I would want to change all of the street signs on Beale Street to say Beagle because I love Snoopy. Mm-hmm. But no, but the one thing that I think we can go in together, w- would you be willing to do a, do a crime, scr- a crime spree if it helps people? Is that like, is that, is that Robin Hood? I think this would be, we would be CarPlay Robin Hoods. Okay. So, going to send you show, a link. Show title. Jot, jot that oh, one down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, I'm off my game. Uh, so... Robin Hood, one or two words. It doesn't matter. It's got right, some two, right? You... Is, isn't it? Isn't it Mister Hood, Robin Hood? Right? I don't. I don't like sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> the waiting for the uh, the dark, gritty sci-fi reboot of uh, is that Robin Hood? I think they have made that. Wasn't there one with like the Tony Stark guy? Oh, I really? do think there was a. I think there was like a somewhat. There's like a modernized version of Robin Hood, and it stars not not Tony Danza. The, what's the guy's name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, uh, checks out, sure. Robin Hood Downey Jr. Yeah, no, it was in 2018. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I don't care for sci-fi fantasy stuff. So mm. anyway, I don't know how much you are on threads, but it, it's, it's having a moment. Mm. But somebody brought up something... Last week, and I put it in the in the Slack ideas box, and you immediately responded to it. I, I did. And this is yeah. so. This is something that I have been meaning to ask for a long time because it's been a thing that's like ever since I've owned my car, and I was always like, "Is my car defective? Like, is is there something wrong with my car?" Because there's a so sorry. What I'm talking about is well. First off, the prompt for this is from somebody named Connor Hayes uh, at Cono underscore R on threads, uh, who writes, my Bluetooth CarPlay cuts out every time I'm dri- driving near the I-80, this person's from Northern California, Ugh. the I-8580 interchange on the East Bay side of the Bay Bridge. Oddly specific. Anyone else, I need to get to the bottom of this. And I've had this in my car ever since I owned it. And I drive that area quite a bit where basically right before the Ashby Avenue exit on the uh on the 80 CarPlay will cut out almost every time and I want to know how it manifests itself in uh the lady friends uh MDX cuz I know how I know how it always goes for me but what like what happens when you get a CarPlay disconnect in that car yeah, so the, so also to take a step back, the reason why I responded to this right away is because I've been experiencing this exact same issue, had been similarly thinking of looking on Reddit or something to see if anybody else had posted about it or to ask you about it. Because I also was thinking like, geez, is there like something wrong with, with our new car? But I didn't really think so because it seemed to really only be happening like in the same spot and not really anywhere else. Um, but yeah, the, the, the way it, the way it manifests itself, as you would say, is, is basically the way that you described on, on the 80 around, you know, the 
Berkeley, Emeryville area, I guess, CarPlay will cut out. Like specifically what happens usually is the audio stops and then, I don't know, five seconds later, the display cuts out and then it'll stay that way for a minute or so. And then it comes back like, you know, nothing was nothing ever happened like the music resumes and navigation resumes and like everything's just fine well you're lucky then so that it mostly matches my experience except in mine it only stops working for about 20 seconds it, it does the exact same thing where audio stops the map will freeze and after five seconds like the card gives up and it dumps me back into the bad bmw iDrive interface mm -hmm. and it will auto rejoin after about 20 to 30 seconds but the thing that kills me, and this might be a Google Maps versus an Apple Maps thing, and I'm still not going to switch to Apple Maps because to, to like troubleshoot this issue, but uh, navigation will stop. So it'll act like your trip. Like it will remember where you were going, but it's no longer navigating. And that's one other thing. But it will resume your podcast or your music. I think all the times I've had it happen, I've been using um, Apple Maps, which is kind of like a whole different topic. but. Um... Yeah, I, I can't. I can't recall if I've ever used Google Maps when it when it's happened. So I can't speak to how it handles the navigation thing, and if that's like an Apple Maps specific thing with being able to resume navigation. But nevertheless, very, um, very annoying issue. And there is there, there is an explicit or there there is a traceable cause to it, uh, thanks to this uh, threads thread. Um, because yeah, the because the, the logic behind it is yeah right depending on where which which direction you're going if you're heading eastbound if if uh right after the ashby avenue exit there is uh near the aquatic park i sent you a link to something called fibush.com which has apparently tower sites of the week mm -hmm. uh there is a i can't tell if this is an active like radio station or not but there is this like crazy tall radio antenna by the aquatic park and that is what causes this dropout hmm. so maybe we just make this episode uh, a paid one for members only so that the cops can't get to us but I i'm thinking we help out everybody who has a wireless carplay enabled car and we we like cut the power or dismantle this this radio tower because it's super <laughs> annoying <laughs> um yeah it's good like it's good to have because I've, I've been meaning to ask about this on like on reddit or like I don't, I don't like nobody uses twitter anymore but like to try to find the come to the bottom of it and it's nice that somebody else kind of accidentally did it for us so yeah frustrating though yeah mystery solved kind of what i was expecting it to be i suppose but yeah very yeah. um very frustrating i not not a related issue but i there was a period of time where so when we first got the lady friend's car the wireless carplay thing was was super solid you know like would would reliably connect basically 100 percent of the time went through a phase where my phone would just i don't know 10 15 of the time just decide like nope don't want to connect to carplay and like wouldn't connect until you know, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes into the drive randomly or like until the car you know was shut off and then would like turn back on. 
And luckily, at, that seems to have stabilized again. But anyway, yeah, wireless CarPlay is is fantastic when it works, and it, not so great when it doesn't work, as as so many things in technology are. Yeah, that that's that's weird because the wireless CarPlay, other than this one thing that has like now a like definable cause for the issue, like works like perfectly for me. Like in my in my uh, old Audi that had wired CarPlay. That was somehow less reliable than the wireless one. Like sometimes I just have to unplug and replug the cable a bunch just to get it to like not show the default car infotainment thing. Yeah, wireless CarPlay is pretty pretty rock solid. But mm-hmm. going back to the wireless part of it, I, I just really want to know what is like the frequency that's causing this because there is also um, in San Francisco, uh, like past Telegraph Hill by Francisco Park. It also, it doesn't disconnect, but it does do the, like, kind of glitchy audio dropouts, like it's almost about to lose the connection. And I would just be curious as to, like, what frequency is causing that. And also for it to be, like, across vehicle types. Like, is it just that it's killing all Wi-Fi signals? Because the way that car wireless CarPlay, to my knowledge, works, like, it's not actually using Bluetooth for the audio. It's doing like as though you're airplaying audio to a wireless speaker over a Wi-Fi connection that the car is creating. Mm. So yeah, weird, but good to have an answer. Yeah, and I guess I've, well, I guess like, cell. I was going to say like cellular connections. I was thinking like, could the passenger like see if like their cell phone gets kind of interrupted too? But I guess that would probably be, well, no, that, that'd the calls be would drop. different. Yeah. Like, cause I, yeah, I don't drop calls in that area. Hmm. Weird. Very weird. But yeah, this is kind of what I was, is what I was expecting it to be. Okay. Seven balance sheets. <laughs> All right. Um, few other things. So we're just going to, we, it's probably a pretty light week and I don't, the main internet controversy of the week, I don't really want to talk about. So we're, we can skip we're going to do some grab back. No, but because but I because I want to get mad about why everybody else is getting mad. And I'm normally <laughs> the one that gets mad, and I could care less. It's um, it, it, it's like it's it's it's, it's fine woven. It's uh, yeah. Um, well, if if there's no Bay Area teams in any sports tournaments, then yeah, I guess I get why everybody's bored. <laughs> so I sent a screenshot. Uh, let's scroll back in the thing. I forgot what date this was. Okay, so this was Tuesday, October 10th. And you can you can drop this on Imgur or whatever, but have you ever come across a product page or something on Amazon where, this is the first time I'd ever seen this, where it announces an upcoming deal? No, I, I've I've not seen this, and I thought you were only seeing it because of the Prime Day thing. Because I think that's when you sent this to me when that was like just about to start. Yeah. So I'm curious as to what you meant by there's so much to unpack here. I can't, I don't know if you're judging me for buying uh boutique hippie yep, lentil that's, chips that's part of over it. the, over the internet. Yep. Or well, what else, what else would there be? Because like the, the main thing of what, what stresses me or not doesn't stress me out here, but what frustrates me is that. If something's going to be cheaper, like, don't, don't tell me this. I'm not making buying decisions as to whether or not to buy lentil chips because 
if I wait 20 hours and 51 minutes, it will be a dollar 50 cheaper. So, so, so why that, that's a terrible like user experience. Do you, I don't need the Amazon apps sending me notifications. I don't need, I don't even understand the distinction where it says that Alexa can remind you when the deal starts, no Alexa required. That doesn't make any sense. Is, are they saying that notifications inside the Amazon app come from Alexa? Anyway, that that's silly. Well, I think you can but have was- the, um, the Amazon assistant like app on your phone. And I think it can maybe like send you a notification or something. But I'm already in the Amazon app. Yeah, no, it's 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 dumb. I, I we're in agreement there. It's it's very silly, and I can't like the, that. Yeah, just why why would you announce that something's going to be maybe cheaper later? And especially for there, like I guess like if they were if like a TV was going to be like a hundred dollars cheaper, I guess sure. But for something that like this, this was just so profoundly silly. Mm-hmm. And when I actually clicked buy, it gave me the price that it was going to be allegedly in twenty one hours anyway. <laughs> um so silly but no but but uh kind of not worthy of a, a pick of the week but no these kibo lentil chips are they're fucking great they're they're very they're, they're very tasty and they have um it's a combo pack which comes with uh maui onion and spicy ranch which feels like it'd be super up your alley i don't think they taste like either of those things so that's <laughs> they're, they're they're palatable to me but no the flavor mix here does seem very uh very um fretwell household friendly uh yeah, I mean sure, I would I would try. I would try one of these. Yeah. Um all right. Have you The other knock I have against Amazon right now is is tangentially related to Target. Have you which Target do you go to? Or do you ever go to the Centerfell Target anymore or not really? Yeah, sometimes, sure. Have you been there recently? I have. Yeah. Have you seen uh, the security upgrades that have happened? Hmm. Not not that I noticed, no. Okay. So this is new in the past, like, month. I, I don't know. I was there also... maybe... I was there less than a month ago. Sometime around the end of September, I think. So depending on... Oh, I phrase this carefully. Depending on where, which, what city or neighborhood a target is located in, there's different varying levels of how much stuff is locked up Mm. and this is much more of a thing that you'll notice at certain like the safeway near my house has a fair amount of stuff locked up uh and like this also happens at like cvs or walgreens that's one of the things where i enjoy being able to do um like shopping and groceries and stuff in in the suburbs because you don't have to deal with that and and it's always like this push pull and i actually am very sympathetic to why companies would do this type of thing but for target in like Marin County, it is very. We- I f- I just find it kind of weird that the that there that Centerfell and I also haven't been to Novato. Maybe it is also included in that. But things like um, like just deodorant are like locked up. And somebody had a good joke on on Threads recently where it's like go- like going to Target is like going to a deodorant museum, which I f- I, f- I find very very funny. Mm-hmm. But the reason I bring this up is. Why why is Amazon so bad at being able to buy household stuff from? Do you know what I mean? Uh just because you you mean like you are almost like tricked into buying from a third party seller that's jacking up the price? 
so there's that and also like if, if you were just to type in like tide pods or like dove soap or just like anything or you get a bunch it's, of bunch of junk you get a bunch of junk and also like the stuff and this even happens with amazon themselves if it's shipped and sold by amazon the price fluctuates so wildly where like so, like there's like a very specific type of toothpaste that i like made by listerine and it is sometimes in stock where it costs like four dollars a tube like it should be but sometimes it's like thirty dollars for a three pack like it's so weird and I, it's i don't think i should have to think that hard about this type of thing but that means that there's now an entire like class of goods that aren't being purchased at amazon and, I, and just amazon's a 20 or 30 year old business i don't get why they still haven't cracked that because they obviously care about it they bought whole foods didn't they at one point like make a shelf that you could put in your laundry room so it would like weigh when you need more soap <laughs> yeah like i swear to god that happened mm -hmm. but why would you do that if when i type in tide pods there's no consistent way for me to actually buy the product it's just silly and that, that was just spurred by like the whole like oh shopping at target kind of sucks now maybe i'll do it on amazon but buying stuff at amazon also sucks so the i feel like the only middle ground is to exclusively use the target drive up thing which i don't want to do i understand that's what like you guys are the biggest fan of or that's that's kind of the system that works for you but i just i enjoy a lazy thursday nine o'clock stroll through a target but i also don't want to have to summon an employee to get deodorant or like face cream like it's just it sucks it's a standard part of my i guess purchasing strategy on amazon for anything that i buy regularly before i actually buy it i'll generally go back to the previous time yep. i bought yep. it to make sure that i'm not getting screwed on the price but that's so dumb oh that, yeah it's no, not it's, dumb. It's real dumb no it's yeah i do the exact same and also that's the that's one part about the amazon app that i hate is that one they they have this new tab there which they keep trying to do that's like social like you know like there's a thing in in china and japan where like there's like it's like live streaming like on twitch but it's just shopping there's now an entire tab of the amazon app that's dedicated to that and i always tap that on accident when i'm trying to get to my recent orders but when you go to your orders to go look at the last time you bought something to make sure you're not getting screwed on the price do you ever do you ever on the first try hit the right box to no. search nope every fudging time mm -hmm. yeah i hate it. Yep. it's been that way for a decade and it stinks but no but i hate that like we're like i i like i buy like eyeglass wipes like little like little like 100 pack of pre-moistened eyeglass wipes and that's one of those products that for some reason like amazon just won't choose to sell themselves so depending on whoever happens to have the top listing on amazon that week sometimes they're the price they should be which is like 11 dollars. sometimes it's 20 sometimes it's seven like it's just I don't like that mental overhead just to make sure you're not getting screwed. And I understand that's what modern day capitalism is. Like, I know, like, I'm not like a Bernie person, but like, I, when people say late stage capitalism, I kind of get it sometimes because every, like, just commerce feels like such a minefield sometimes. It's, just, it's so dumb. You're, you're right about calling out like just sort of like home, you know, like home good type products it's, it's um, that ca it's that one vertical that like everything else on amazon's fine mostly if you just know that you're yeah well i don't know i wouldn't as go long quite as, that as, far but as long as you generally pay attention to ships and sold by amazon most of the time shopping on amazon doesn't suck that much
true. But Although, but 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 CPG and household products has just always been crappy with them. And I, but it's a it's a segment that they they keep putting so much effort into. So why why? Yeah, no, it it, it, it you're you're totally right. And I, for the most part, have transitioned to buying almost all of that type of stuff from a combination of um, Target and um, Costco. You know, another little pro tip about Target is their their online shopping is actually fantastic. Like either online or just in the Target app. Um, you know, good good user interface, and you can usually get stuff shipped like, you know, in like two days. So kind of Prime esque. Mm-hmm. So well, that's, that's the other, like that's the other frustrating part uh, part about Target. Again, like I just I enjoy. And in not in person, but like just like a in store shopping experience. But with the Target app, what, the Target app is so so great mm-hmm. because one, it'll tell you it tells you if it's in stock. It's like the, the Target app and the Home Depot app are so good. They are where it'll tell yeah. it'll tell you it knows which store is your store. It will tell you what aisle it's in if it's in stock. It's great, but they they will to more effectively compete with Amazon they will price stuff lower online and you will see that you're getting screwed on price if you if you shop in store which is so silly and then you have to go with like the people that are always very nice where you can get it price match but like i don't want to go do that for 20 items like mm, that, that that i've not noticed um but to to say another nice thing about the target app which you're right is fantastic i was in um the marin city target recently which is a target that i I don't go to quite as often and you know one of the things the target app does which is great is if you're looking at a a product and you have the store that you're in selected it'll tell you like the specific section that product is in which you know normally if i'm in a target where i kind of know the layout of the store like that that's kind of all i need but in this Mm -hmm. store i wasn't sure where the section i was looking for was and I, I I forget how I found it, but there's a there's like a button or something you can press where it'll actually show you a map of the store. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it's doing this. I think Apple has some kind of like standard or something to do this, where it'll actually like it'll pinpoint your location in the store, like seemingly like very very accurately. And then we'll, you know, show you as a little dot on the map and then show you the section that you're trying to go to. And it, it, it'll actually like, you know, your, your little dots almost like, you know, a car, like in your navigation system where it's like, it's following, following along. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. It's powered by the U1 chip. No, I'm kidding. I do think, <laughs> I do think there was a thing that used to be called iBeacons. Something like that. Um, yeah. Like, cause I know there's some third party, like uh, for other reasons, I know there's like little Bluetooth, like there's a thing where an app will ask you if you want to allow Bluetooth access, cause you can use Bluetooth beacons to do accomplish the same thing. But most people will hit no on that. But uh, the, Marin, sorry, the Marin city target is a funny thing. Cause one, uh, it, have you ever heard of Utbaths? Uh, what did you call me? You never used that one before. Nope. Uh, an Utbath. U T B A P H. No. Okay. It's it's a website. I have, I'm not even sure if it's still online anymore. It's it's uh, an acronym for used to be a pizza hut. <laughs> okay. So if you, if you just if you just Google it's this is one hundred percent safe work. U T B A P H. Uh, it's just a map of 
things that used to be a pizza hut and are now something else, which is fun. Um, but that Marin city target used to be a Best Buy, which is why it did. It is yeah. so it's, it's so small. It's not one of those funky, terrible city target locations, which carry only like 25% of the stuff and are somehow so overpriced, but it is not the like superstore freestanding suburbs level target. So it's kind of a weird like middle ground. Like it is convenient to just hop on from the freeway real quick, but the selection is lacking at that one. Well, so the, the, the funny thing with that location is that, yeah, the selection is smaller than our other local targets, but I, I do often find that they have stuff that, that our other two local targets don't have. So their selection is hmm. smaller, but it's also different, which sometimes is helpful. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh, did you also see that Best Buy is going to no longer have a media section? I did they not. Are... I did not see that, but that seemed inevitable, and I'm surprised it hadn't already happened. Yeah, I do. Like, does that just mean if anybody ever wants a Blu-ray of a thing, they just have to like shop on Amazon or or Target? Mm. Target still has. Does, a does Target still have? I know they sell books, but do they do they yeah. have like actual media? I think so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Target kind of sucks now, and Amazon just just like an own goal. Like, just why? I I I I guess I'll, I'll let your your Target stuff slide. But I I love I mean, Target. I I find no, no, I, shopping I used... there online, in store, or curbside. In fact, you know what the, cur- <laughs> the the curbside thing, Carlos. You know they they added a thing, which so backing up here. So they announced like a year and a half ago that they were going to enhance the drive-up thing to allow you to place a Starbucks order and to do Ugh. returns. And mm. the, as far as I know, the returns thing, I don't think they've rolled out still. But the Starbucks thing, it, they, they started trialing it or started rolling it out um, in Southern California first. And so when there's a, there's a target really close to... Um, my grandma, who we typically stay with when we go down there, and her target had this Starbucks feature like a year ago, um, and it was it was super it was super neat. Um, and finally, our our local targets up here, as of like a month or two ago, finally got it as well. And it's a it's a nice little thing to be able to to do when you're when you're doing your your pickup order. Again, I'm a judgy, terrible person, so Starbucks is kind of a no go, but that that's kind of neat but also you know mm-hmm. and i sent you two pictures this were I, again i don't know when you've been but this was from september 26th literally entire aisles of the store just locked up huh like yeah, yeah i guess i guess I, I i wasn't really shopping for this kind of thing last time i was there so maybe i just didn't notice but yeah uh, hmm like also like i get because this is the other part like if it i i understand if like if it was a certain value i would get it and i understand that organized retail theft is a thing and there's certain products that are easily fenced i again i've done the research i get all that but this is a weird one where yeah I, i don't think it's really because like you you can get people to help you out but like i don't like 
do I need a personal shopper? Because like, there's like seven aisles of stuff that's like this. And I don't want to like have to hit a button and wait five minutes every time I want to buy a product. And you but don't also, want to like, like ask an employee to you know get something for like, you and then like hey follow follow me to the next. Do, like, do you, yeah, do you, do you like do you want to talk about like the Niners and we'll just <laughs> chat for ten minutes while I'm shopping? Like, yeah. Apparently, there's a guy named Brock Purdy. He's pretty good. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Is he? Maybe he, he is. Yeah. Um. But like the other thing is like again this like this should be under lock and key because nobody should be like yeah. Did you ever give a review of that gross Jack Daniels and Coke thing? I don't know if, if I did on the show, but I, was I, it any I good? feel like, so yeah, so I'll, so again, to, to take another step back here. So you, you, I think you mentioned this on the show when this first came out that you had noticed that, um, there was a official like Jack Daniels Coca-Cola drink. And I, I think I had pointed out to you that Jack Daniels had been selling a kind of Jack and Coke type you know, canned beverage, but, but it wasn't officially branded Coca-Cola. It was just, you know, Jack Daniels and cola, I guess. Um, but I guess, you know, some savvy business development people from Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola finally got together and, you know, made that happen. So we have our official Jack and Coke can thing now. Um, I feel like that's a, like a, a brand association, not that like Coca-Cola is like Disney, but Oh, but also Disney is all into, into sports betting now, so that's no longer a good analogy. But I feel like that's always been kind of like just a cultural thing, but not something that Coca Cola would want to have there. Like, I feel like, gener- I feel like I feel like the analogy to Disney is actually probably pretty good there. Where maybe there was a time where they would have been above that, but now, eh, not so much. Um. Hmm. So anyway, so yeah, so they have two different versions of this. They've got you know, Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola, and then they've got Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And I I came close to buying the the non-Zero Sugar one at, at a Target actually one time, but as your picture points out here, they sell it in a four-pack. And I, I've really been trying to to like not buy stuff that I've never tried before when it comes with like four, six, 12 cans of something. Cause I just, I've had so many times where I try the first one and I'm like, I know this isn't good. <laughs> and I get stuck with, you know, three, five or 11 extra cans of something. Um, but my little local market here at the end of the street, they have kind of a nice section where they sell individual cans of a lot of stuff that generally only comes in like, you know, packs, which is, which is kind of nice including this Jack Daniels and, and Coca-Cola thing. So I tried both versions of it. The the regular one, the non-zero sugar one, fantastic. It's great. The zero sugar one, not good. Which is which is funny because when just drinking Coke on its own without the Jack Daniels being involved, I actually generally prefer the zero sugar variety. But for whatever reason with this, the the zero sugar one was not very good and the regular one was good. So I, I, I don't know how to explain that. Well, anyway, my, my so that's my was going to be that it, this this should be under lock and key because nobody should be drinking it. But well, you, 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 you made the joke at the top of this. Don't worry. Oh, good. Good. Um, um, I am. But, I am intrigued by what's next to this, though. Jack Daniels, honey honey and lemon because I, I do really like jack daniel's honey although i've not had it in years but but i i did like that 
and it it coming in a canned thing with lemon sounds sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and then there then there's some there's some Crown Royal stuff happening above here. Crown Royal peach peach tea and whiskey lemonade and lime something. I I, I don't know the 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 alcohol section like at Target and stuff is it's just it's gotten out of control. Well, I. Th- I it, huh. I, yeah, I'll I'll keep my opinions. Like I I just I I am absolutely like I I drink regularly, but I I just feel like a lot of these the yeah the canned alcoholic beverage like there was a whole like alk boozy seltzer craze that kind of came and went. Like there's a few players that have stuck around, but there's a lot of there was a lot of just weird and entrance into the market. Like there's just like a lot of crap here that's everybody like including what's in your picture here, like Jack Daniels, Crown Royal, like all the major alcohol manufacturers providers but whatever makers whatever you call them <laughs> providers yes, providers. yes. <laughs> um, jack Daniels is the new at&t yeah. yeah yeah uh whiskey as a service um <laughs> well we'll workshop that um <laughs> they, they they all came out with their canned things where they like come in a bunch of different flavors and stuff there's like there's like a million examples of those now and most of them I mean, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I feel like I would have been really excited about, but now not so much. Jack and Coke is sort of like my, if I, if, you know, if I'm at like a dive bar or something and just want like a basic drink, like that still is my, my go-to, which is why this, this Jack Daniels Coca-Cola thing's a little bit of an exception, but, but otherwise I, I'm, I think I'm past the days of, of buying this kind of thing. With maybe with yep. the exception of that Jack Daniels honey lemon thing, that does sound pretty good. Yeah, the whole the whole getting drunk on a go, on the go thing just kind of doesn't. I don't know. Like I, the, the there's a whole like ritual, kind of like the coffee thing to making a cocktail, which it feels like the effort. Like that, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's about the ritual, right? Um. Anyway, yeah. So, Target. What else we got? Uh, I've got a lot of sort of like. Oh, Apple you, you, operating system stuff yeah, we, yeah. Did, we didn't get to last time. Yeah, go for it. Um, well, so the first one is your topic, but we can start no, no, start with mine yeah, yeah. if you'd prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll start with the negative stuff, I guess. Um, so I, you know, speaking of jokes that we need to workshop, I made a joke in the thing about how you know a lot of people call this spooky season around Halloween time. Mm-hmm. I, I I've come to call it buggy season since this is the you know three four week period after apple has released all their new os updates and they're usually full of weird bugs and that's that's been uh, the case for me again this year um i had one in particular that kind of prompted me to to make that half-baked joke and then i wanted to, to bring up here this is this was a, this is a weird one can I ask one quick clarification yeah. question? Mm-hmm. Have you always been a uh, an install Mac uh, like Mac like operating system? Like, because I know you're always a um, an iOS. Like, you're not a beta. Or actually, are you a beta person? I did the um, no, 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 not not usually. I did the public beta on my iPad one year a couple years ago. I I, I don't remember what feature I wanted to try, but 
you know, because the iPad's like such a non-critical device for me, I putting the public beta <laughs> on there was fine. Uh, but that, that's the only time I've ever done that. I, I've never done it with the phone because there, there, there's weirdness. Like there used to be weirdness with like the TiVo app where like it just like wouldn't work <laughs> if you were running a beta version sure. of iOS. I think the Tesla app might be that way now. So I just, I don't want to mess with that. Okay. But you're, you're a, once it's the Dotto like mainstream release, you will, you will not wait to see if there's any showstoppers you will install on day one usually right usually yeah have you always been that way with os 10 pretty much yeah hmm. okay all right please continue um and, and mac os actually usually isn't the problem for me it's usually more like ios and watch os um which makes sense because those are the devices i'm using the most and so i'm more likely to run into weird issues with but no this year actually TVOS was the weird one hmm. so um you know this a home a home kit household here at the fretwell residence um i don't do a ton with home kit i don't do a fun a, a bunch of um fancy automations or anything but I, but i do have a couple including a very basic one where we've got some you know outdoor lights the the, the costco string lights that everybody has and those are hooked up to a, a smart switch and you know 15 minutes before sunset every day those are supposed to come on. And I had noticed like a week ago, there were a couple days in a row where that didn't happen. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, that's, that's weird. But didn't really have time to dig into it. But after a couple days, I, I kept noticing this happening and thought, okay, let me, let me look at this. So I, I opened the home app and I go to the automations tab and there's an error across all of my different automations that says something to the effect of home hub not connected. And I, then I had to spend a couple of minutes like reminding myself of like, okay, what, what is a home hub? What, what does that do? And so, and I remembered like, it's the thing where you, well, you previously used to been a, be able to use a home pod, an Apple TV or an iPad to act basically as like your, kind of home controller that sort of like stays in the home and I guess sort of like kind of like almost as like the home kit facilitator or router. And I think they've dropped support for using an iPad for that. So I think now you have to use either an Apple TV or a HomePod. <clears throat> and I think with the way it works with like Apple TV is, is as soon as you log into an Apple TV with your Apple ID, I think the home hub thing is just like automatically enabled and you like, you don't really have to think about it, which is like kind of why I didn't even really remember that was a thing. So I, you know, did some Google searching and was like, Oh yeah, the, I, I, re I remember this now. Like the, the Apple TV, um, is, um, is like the home hub. And then I also remembered like, Oh yeah. When I've had some weird home kit stuff in the past, I've just like unplugged the Apple TV and plugged it back in. So I thought, okay, I'll, you know, I'll do that. I'll do that here. Did that open the home app still says, you know, home hub, not connected. So I'm like, all right. So then I kind of poke around the, the home app. And after digging around a little bit there, there's, there's actually a, a section in the like home settings page where you can look at, you know, what your home hub is, like what the status of it is. So I found that found, you know, the Apple TV was the home hub and it said that its status was standby. Which I thought, well, that, you know, that that doesn't sound good. 
and would and would explain why the home app was saying it was not connected because it was in, in some other mode called standby. So I go go to the Apple TV, go to like the home kit section, and it says it's connected. And it's you know it's connected to the internet and everything. So I, you know, disable home kit on the Apple TV, re-enable it. Still nothing, still standby. Um start then looking on Reddit. Most of the other time people have run into this issue, it's been where they've had multiple devices in the house that can that can act as a home hub. And I guess sometimes they like fight with each other, which then ends up putting them like all into standby mode when what should happen is one should be connected and then all of the other devices should be in standby mode. But that wasn't the case with me because I, I literally only have the one device, which is the Apple TV, that's capable of being a home hub now. So there, I couldn't really find anything with my use case of only having one device stuck in this mode. So that's where, you know, you just kind of have to <laughs> troubleshoot on your own. And I did the thing that, like, I really would never want to have to do on my phone or on my Mac, but I, I didn't care as much on the on the TV. I logged out of my Apple ID. Which the way you do that on the the TV is you basically like delete your sort of like user profile, which I guess is kind of like almost like how it would work on the Mac. Um, and then you create a new user profile, log back into your Apple ID. And luckily that, you know, that kept all of like my apps and everything seemed like it kept all my settings. Like I mean, I, I was prepared to have to set that stuff back up because there's not really a ton involved with tvOS, but like all that stuff seemed to be there. Um, and then it, and then it connected and it's been working ever since so you know just home home kit smart home stuff continues to be bad is the other um, takeaway from that story because what is being controlled by home kit well so so the because the the, the home because hue lights hue lights still have a bridge right Right, but if you have any automations set up through HomeKit, so in my case, you know, having these lights come on at a certain time of day, I have another automation where when either me or the lady friend come home and it's at night, some lights automatically turn on. Like any kind of automation stuff like that um, is controlled by the Home Hub. What's funny, though, is that my like I could still control my lights and everything through the home app, even though this the home hub was in this weird standby state. It was just automations that that weren't working so i like so I, some stuff in Homekit I guess is capable of working without a home hub, but then certain other features, including I guess automations, rely on a home hub. I don't know. Does TBOS have a home app? Uh, no, not not a home app. It has the control center thing where you can you can control like favorite scenes and stuff, like favorite HomeKit scenes. But it it doesn't have a full home app in the way that like iOS and macOS do. Is there anything that's visible in TBOS that suggests it's doing anything related to home stuff? Yeah, there's there's a there's like a um 
I, I think it, it's in a weird menu. I think it's like AirPlay and HomeKit. I think is the is the sub menu and it, within settings. And yeah, it, it is. I remember because I, I remember thinking like oh, that's weird. There's like a bunch of AirPlay stuff on the screen too. Um, and at the very bottom of that screen, there's a little home hub thing, and it, and it, that's where it where you can toggle it being connected to HomeKit or disconnected from HomeKit. Um, mm-hmm. and that I you know that's what I tried toggling and with without any effect. But I think it it also this all hits on another topic that I think Jason and Dan were talking about recently and which you know I've I've heard others mention over the years where it's it's one of the really frustrating things with iCloud. I think for Dan it was like his iCloud email was down for a day and you know be, because of Apple's you know focus on like it just works and like not really giving you any sort of like troubleshooting tools or sync now buttons or anything like that like when when something with iCloud or like your Apple ID or whatever doesn't work like there's there's very there's very few options you have like in my case right like there's no there's no like reset home hub option or something right like there's there's no way for me as a user to to really like troubleshoot the issue at all like in my case it was literally just disconnecting the whole thing and like like rebooting the computer basically which is which is kind of silly yeah that's fair um that's so that that's 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 the negative thing The, the the rest of this stuff i think is is positive you want to go with your your thing that you're excited about uh, I'll, I'll round out with that. I'm I'm curious as to why you why you wanted to give Safari a try, or that whole experiment. Um, oh, we we can talk about that. So, um, you know, there there were some improvements to Safari this year, including um, profiles, which I was kind of interested in trying. I've also always been intrigued by Safari with some of the the nice features you get on macOS that are exclusive to Safari, including the the feature that is also in iOS where like if you're on a page and you get like a two-factor code texted to you, it'll automatically detect that and you can just drop that right in instead of having to go to messages, manually copy the code and then go back into your web browser. Um, there's Apple Pay built in, of course. Um, so, you know, I, I've always kind of been intrigued with the idea of trying Safari and with some of this new stuff that was included in Sonoma. I thought, well, this is now a good time to to try it. <clears throat> and that lasted about two days and I'm I'm back on Chrome now. Okay. What what was wrong? Well, the main thing was I was I was interested in, in profiles. So I was interested in the idea of having a personal profile and a work profile and and the way that it does it is pretty smart like it it it's almost like having two completely separate web browsers so like all of your extensions all of your search history your bookmarks like everything is just like totally separate between the two profiles but the the one missing feature which kind of makes the whole thing just not work at all is that there's no way to when you open a link for you to tell Safari which profile you want it open in. So if you have a personal window open and like a work window open, which is the way that I was using it, like, you know, my my use case was I would typically have, you know, one window of each open. All it does is um, 
whichever window you were most recently in or which profile you were most recently in, that's that's the profile that the link opens in. So you just end up in these situations where a link is opening in in the Safari window that you don't want. <laughs> so that that the profiles thing ended up just not being very useful. And then the other thing I was finding too is that um the like ad blocker extensions that I tried. Yeah. I tried a couple of different ones. None of them worked very well. Like one of them that I tried I just ended up with like a bunch of blank space on web pages where it was suppressing ads whereas when on uh, what I I use Ghostery on Chrome and that that not only eliminates ads but also kind of seemingly, you know, compresses the page so that there's not just a bunch of blank space where like the ads used to be um so I don't know, I just like it 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 ended up being one of those things where there are all these like little th- things that I wasn't really liking and they're there's not like a ton of benefit to using Safari, so Chrome is Chrome is what I know, so I'm back on it. And just quick clarification or or just a suggestion, I would recommend using uh, uBlock Origin instead of Ghostery. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a better overall and a much lighter weight and comprehensive um, blocking experience. What 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 is it? U uBlock uBlock space Origin. Hmm. Yeah, got it. I think I think Ghostery had some weird like privacy policy stuff in there. They were a little bit questionable for a bit, but but just overall, uBlock is lighter weight. Um, but yeah, eh, every, everybody dabbles with with Safari every once in a while. Like, yeah, it is I, it is very it is very lightweight and nice. It's just like I freak out. Like for me, there's like a few things that like just kill it. Where like I think like the way it handles private windows and just like there's some there's some stuff that always makes me. <laughs> abandon that experiment like ever when i after a couple of days whenever I, I try it i think they can i think they kind of redid the whole private browsing thing as part of this most recent update i, I didn't really look at that um the, the other thing i was sort of intrigued by or the other reason i wanted to try this too is you know a, a big part of why i originally started using chrome like years and years and years ago was because i was a person who was you know bouncing back and forth between windows and the mac and that was, you know, the best kind of cross-platform browser. You know, mm-hmm. n- now that I'm I'm basically never using Windows anymore, I thought, you know, well, I'm, I'm using Safari all the time on my phone and then, you know, sometimes on my iPad. So, you know, maybe using the same browser just like across all the different devices that I use, maybe there's some benefit there. But, eh, you know, I'm. it's not like I have a gajillion bookmarks or i'm using like you know a ton of different extensions or anything that like i always need to keep in sync so there wasn't really like like using safari on my phone and then using chrome on my on the mac like it's fine Mm -hmm. right and then was there anything else Hmm. okay so i'll talk about facetime for a second then we'll do a little ios stuff but yeah, I think actually this this came up uh, on the last show when I was giving uh, a couple of picks of the week. But yeah, one of the one of the new feature, the headlining features of all of the updates of all the Apple software this year. Because actually on iOS 17, I'm not sure there's anything in it that is interesting. Am I speaking out of turn here? Like I don't. The phone app and the contacts app has gotten worse because I don't ever want want to create my own or ever get one of those like contact posters. Like I have zero interest in that. The 
messages like app selector and photo picker thing is way is way worse i there's I, there's no part of ios 17 that's that interesting well but, on my but part of part of what i want maybe we'll get more into this in a little bit but like the, the thing that i was really interested in and wanted to like uh, was the whole interactive widgets thing but i i haven't i haven't found any good interactive widgets yet so that i i've I, I I tried I tried some and I, I've kind of abandoned that as an idea because I did I just didn't really find anything that was all that useful. I'm not really familiar. Can you give me like a two sentence summary on what's different? Well, so like Overcast is an example where you can now have a widget where you can actually have a play pause button like right in the widget, so you can you know start or stop a podcast without ever opening like the full app you can just do it right in the widget hmm. and i think what, you know the the other example people use like you can have a reminders widget where you can actually you know check things off your your list right there without it without having to actually open the the full app hmm. the only thing that i've noticed is that the fitness widget like there's now like an a, a very pretty like animation it does when it updates with like whatever stuff it's synced from your apple watch that's kind of neat um do you have your phone in front of you uh, i do yeah let me show you one i'm not sure if this is a cool feature or not but uh go to the health app are you familiar with what they added one unique thing that's been making the rounds on the internet uh no okay so go to the health app okay and then go to where it says show all health data uh where where's that? It's about a page and a half down. Uh just on the main page? Or there's a section where it says favorites. Um yep, that's at the top. All right. And there should be something that says show all health data. Oh, okay. Yep. And then scroll down until you see something that says time in daylight. Okay. Yeah. Do those numbers mean anything to you, or are interesting, or shock you? Um, I, oh, I, they, they did talk about this um at the keynote, right? I do not, re- I did not remember it at all. Um, yeah, I think they did. They did talk about this. Um, yeah, um, they they talked about it in the context of um, I guess particularly with kids. If you spend a certain amount of time in daylight, that can help with certain like vision conditions or something like that. Yeah. In the, in the about section, it says time in daylight is an estimate of the amount of time spent in, in sunlight. For children, spending 80 to 120 minutes outside a day can help lower the risk of myopia and nearsightedness. For adults, spending 20 minutes. That, that's a, not an odd discrepancy, but that's, that's interesting. Uh, time outside allows your eyes to focus on objects more far away, blah, 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 blah. I was just very much, this, this is a kind of in terms of like, if you know, you've had like a sedentary day, also a time when you have basically not been outside a building or your car. It's, it's sometimes shocking where you will see like a two minutes. That's kind of, I, I would imagine a there's bunch. a strong correlation between this and, um, your, your mover. <laughs> but that's the thing where like, 
again where i live is is sometimes very foggy like it just uh, there are some days where i'm like no i I was outside i closed my rings but i just i was outside at night or i was outside when it was very very gray or maybe i was wearing a long sleeve shirt like there's there's it's not giving me as much credit for being outside as i think it should Mm. so rigged it's just an it's it's another hmm? it's it's rigged it's it's fake news correct Mm -hmm. Um, all right, so FaceTime on TVOS. So, so yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't care about, like, I don't update my Mac's operating system until, like, five months after the new one comes out. Like, I need my Mac to work. I do not have any patience for it being, like, new or different. I don't care about widgets on the desktop. Don't want any of that. But I could not update TVOS fast enough because the one feature that they announced that was super cool is I guess like for me the the first time continuity camera ever had like a really compelling use case because like continuity camera like do you think TVOS is kind of what they wanted it for or do you think because there's always been like the chicken and egg thing of like did continuity camera exist only because like the webcams on the MacBook Pros and particularly the studio display suck so bad like, is that why they made it? Or was that just like the first use case of, hey, let's maybe transform the Apple TV into like a more general purpose, kind of more useful device? Kind of kind of hard to say. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do like continuity camera. And I, like, I'm going to be honest, I didn't try it on the Mac until... I started experimenting with it on TVOS. Basically, they they ported the FaceTime application onto the Apple TV, and it will pair over Wi-Fi and Bluetooth with any iPhone or iPad. And you just prop that up in front of your TV, and you now have a perfect, crisp uh, video signal that you can use to FaceTime with people like while you're sitting on the couch. And this is the absolute best. Like, I don't know if Google Meet and Zoom are ever going to create applications for tvOS. I mean, I assume it's probably Zoom? fairly unlikely. Zoom is. They they announced that at the keynote. Yeah, but it's not out. So that's where I assume they don't care. No. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I do remember that. And I'm like, did I misremember that? But, like, I've Googled for it. There have been no it's, press releases yeah, or any hint of any... Yeah, there, there have been no hints that they, they actually care or want to follow through with that. And why would they? Like, the number of people who are going to use it is probably extremely low. But, like, as somebody who normally dreads any type of, like, non-work video call, just because, like, I'm, like, always, like, anxious about, like, how, am I holding my phone at a good angle or what is this? Or, like, it's, it's weird to prop up on a, on, a, on a table or whatever. The way that, like... With a high-resolution camera on an iPhone 14 Pro, like, this is the first time that center stage has actually made sense. Like, the way that it frames you captures enough space on the outs. Like, it, it's so good and high-quality and perfect. And it makes, like, just casual, like, hey, like, catching up people instead of, like, texting for 30 minutes. Like, just hop on, a, like, a video chat for... Like, it, it's so pleasant and nice. I love it. As somebody who hates video calls, it is the perfect feature on the perfect device so no i love it have you had a chance to try it i have not no um we don't we don't really do many um just like personal zoom or or video calls um i i admit to being a little (laughs) hesitant about doing that because i already spend so much time on zoom at work 
mm-hmm. that that doing more of that outside of work. I don't I don't get super jazzed about it, even when we when when you and I do this. I think at one point we had our video cameras on like years ago, but but we haven't haven't done that in a long time, and I and I well, kind maybe- of appreciate that now. Well, I thought we were going to start putting these up on TikTok. <laughs> That's a very inside baseball um, joke. But I, but I, I, I am excited to try it. I do. I don't have a um, a stand or anything for my phone, so I guess I would have to figure that out. You, you recommended do, 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 something, wait. right? <laughs> you listen to the show, right? I do. No, that, like, was, was that your chef special last time? It was. Yeah. But no, but that's. But that's the thing where the center stage framing on the primary camera on the 14 Pro is just so like there's just so much information to work with that like regardless of if like of where you're sitting if I go to the kitchen to go grab something like it it it's it's fan it's so good um yeah and like and, and like it's having it on your TV is kind of just like one of those things where it's a much more low stakes environment that I because I feel like if you start a FaceTime call and you're like holding your phone the entire time or you're in front of a laptop you feel like stuck and that's what makes it feel like a work call or not fun where this still it feels natural and fun and as somebody who doesn't like fun that's a very uh compelling uh compelling use case yeah like i'm facebook made didn't they didn't they make like a set top like facebook tried to make like a knockoff Alexa, but I think they also made like something that's kind of like a sound bar. Uh, and it also had a camera in it. Like it's like that, but not crappy and not creepy. That could, that could, that could be Apple's new slogan. Uh, except sometimes what they make is crappy, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. I strongly recommend people give it a shot again. I will, let's go to the Amazon orders page. The thing that you need is it is eight dollars and apparently for some reason it only comes in gold right now the one that i bought was black oh i think um yeah i I think that was the case um when you showed this to me a couple weeks ago i guess the question i have one now the the question i have about this is where would i put this because i have like my big ass soundbar in front of the on top TV. of the soundbar like that's where i have it I, it just it sits on top of the soundbar and again I with the 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 arc that i have though i i don't think the top of it's flat i think it's kind of like rounded so i don't i don't think this would stay on top of the speaker and eh, you'll figure something out but yeah it's interesting like i mean because how, how do you how do you and the family stay in touch with uh san diego family we do FaceTime calls, but but we yeah. do we, but we do those where I'm holding the phone because we're doing it with the kids who are running all over the house and stuff. But that's the thing where if, if like if it could then frame them using like a wide angle lens and just if they're wandering like they're just going crazy all over the living room, like that's the thing where I think that is the use case where it actually translates from like Apple fake family idealized like demo to something that actually would be that way for the vast majority of end users i feel like i'd give i'd give my poor grandma like motion sickness though like having center stage try to keep up with my kids who were like sprinting all over the place yeah give it a try let me know okay yeah um 
yeah, oddly positive about a feature that normally I feel like uh, the average listener would probably think I would hate. But yeah. Um, cool. And then lastly, to round with the Apple stuff, uh, what what was your deal with the the home screens? What 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 has changed as a result of iOS seventeen? Nothing, and that's kind of the thing. So oh. so I I thought coming into iOS seventeen on the phone and then watch OS ten on the watch, both of which you know kind of had some some revamping of of widgets in particular. I thought this would be an opportunity to rejigger the layout of my home screen and then you know kind of rethink the watch face that I used. Um, we've already mostly talked about the watch face stuff, I think, and I'm, I'm back just on the same, you know, watch face that I was on watch OS nine and earlier. And I'm, I'm not really using any of the widgets really. And then on the phone, um, well, I sent I sent you a screenshot of my, my most recent, um, <clears throat> home screen the, the really, the only thing I've done is I kind of picked the the four apps on my home screen that I um wasn't really like using a ton and instead replaced that with um one of the photos widgets which just rotates through my favorites album and that that's been that's been really nice to have on my home screen I'm curious as to the apps that get top billing on your home screen hmm I'm curious as to which apps get top billing on your home screen. Like, are you a single home screen person or like, is yeah. everything just yeah. deleted from home screen and this is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so why on earth does the Washington, like why does the Washington post edge out settings? Like this, 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 this is it very. Um, well, yeah. I think I, I think because I, I access that. I access Washington post way more often than settings. I don't, I don't, I don't go to settings very often. What am I, what am I poking around in settings regularly for? To try to troubleshoot stuff that isn't working i don't know um huh interesting and also in terms of like the chaotic neutral type thing just the standard notes app hmm. um yeah which really is like that may as well be renamed um shopping list because that, that's really like <laughs> that's really what i use it for mm-hmm. um yeah. and then lastly upgrade wallpaper I'm I'm open to other. I feel like there's no good iPhone wallpaper. I'm open to suggestions, but I feel like at that point you would just have something like just exceedingly neutral, to just kind of because I assume your actual lock screen itself has like an actual photo. Right? Well, the, I, I use the the photo shuffle thing. Yeah, yeah. So that it, the, hmm. it, it's it's interesting, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm 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 open to your suggestions. I've I've never really found like a good source of like relatively neutral um um iphone wallpapers and as and being a like a paid relay fm member you get access to like a a big download they have of various uh mobile and mac os wallpapers so i just you know i rotate through those there's a let me send you a link there's a person online that goes by basic apple guy Mm. that has um a lot of like very like Ooh. so i'm using one i'm using one of their like that's the one that in my screenshot that i have it's just a very basic like fall color gradient like he just has a lot of stuff that's just very it falls into the background nicely and it's, it's very much like an apple aesthetic 
Ooh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I yeah. like these. Okay. Yeah. Cause like basically anything where like your eyes kind of like focus on what it actually is. Like, I, I feel like that that's, that's reserved for the, the lock screen. The, the home screen should just kind of fade. I do. I, I do also like the idea that he has like s- kind of seasonal sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. I like this. And alternatively, what you can do is if you didn't want to do that, there's also an option inside settings because you go to the settings app uh, where when you like it, there's a way to make your like app launcher wallpaper, just a blurred out version of your lock screen one, Mm -hmm. which does accomplish kind of the same thing where it's mostly just like vague colors. So, yeah, I've tried. Yeah, I've tried having just a like photos as as my background and I, I i don't it's 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 kind of this one of the reasons i also don't put any widgets on my lock screen i mean in addition to those lock screen widgets just not really being that useful like they, i also don't i don't like having just like a bunch of stuff on top of a picture like if i if i'm going to oh, put total. a picture no, no, as totally. a background like i just want to see the picture yeah absolutely no like I, people who I don't have the always on screen turned on. Like the fact that anybody thinks or that anybody, I, I, don't, like, I don't either. Yeah, this always happens whenever Apple adds a new feature. Like your your Federico's and your like like there are some people who will be like, oh, this is a new way that's going to revolutionize like some type of workflow. Like you're gonna like no, it's just I I can't imagine it. who who is getting and I actually don't even know if Federico said this, but who's getting actionable anything by having a bunch of crap on their lock on their lock screen. Like, is that really where you're finding out like, oh, what, what's the stock? How's the market looking today? Like, I just, I, I don't get any of that. No, so just sums down all that. Yeah. Um. All right. And my stuff changed not at all from iOS 17. So, yep. All right. What else? What else? What else? Uh, you can throw a link in the show notes, but uh, the one, like I, I had been railing against everybody who, um, had been talking about oh the 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 five x camera is amazing uh i I think that's kind of a silly narrative, and I still think it is. I think most people are just excited by the novelty of a zoom lens, which is fine, I guess, but not as life changing as it people make it out to be uh but one of the developers I forgot how you actually pronounce his name, but um he is the one who he's one of the people who makes the halide camera app, and he each year always does an extremely good real world review of the iPhone camera system with a lot of um example photos and yeah, this one's uh very very good, so people should scroll through and kind of see what's up yeah i've I've had a couple of um i've had a couple times where i've used the um the telephoto that that's been you know it's it's been nice to have it but um i i don't i don't see it as being like you know a completely you know crazy new must have feature yeah um all right i finally gave mimestream a try mm yes because because Mailplane, which was a beautiful app, like it was just so it was it 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 had it had its time in the sun, like and it was it filled a very nice need. Yeah, uh, but it's been getting gradually more and more broken. Right. Um, Mimestream's neat ish, I guess. I, I guess maybe it's been so long since I've used like a like Mail dot app style like three pane 
mail app where I'm actually, it, it is kind of jarring to use that again versus just be using the Gmail web interface for like the past like five years. It's nice and it's very, very, very fast, but it's 50 bucks a year. And I'm not an anti-subscription uh, software. Like, I mean, I, I pay for Adobe Creative Cloud. Like I pay, like I'm, I'm totally fine with that. 50 bucks. Like I just, I don't live in email. So this, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't like, I have like three more days on the trial and I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. You're a big fan of it or, or just it's an, it's a tool and it's the best tool that you found, but you're not, you're not excited about it. I love it. It's great. Um, sell, I me, had, sell me on it. Every, everybody says they love it so much. And I, I maybe what, what about the hype am I missing? I had the same experience as you where I was a mail plan user and was super bummed when, you know, they announced that they were going to have to stop supporting it. Um, <clears throat> and then had, you know, basically the same experience that you're talking about, which is it had been a long time since I had used a like standard, you know, kind of email app because I had been using MailPlane on the Mac and then just the default Gmail app on my phone. So between those two, I was always just using, you know, basically the the web Gmail experience. Um, so it, it is jarring to to transition back. I I actually really wasn't super excited about it at first, um, but what I've, you know, kind of come to like about it over time is it it really is basically just the, the the Gmail experience just in a much nicer UI. Um I like the way that it combines multiple inboxes because I have, you know, a, per, a personal Gmail account and then a work Gmail account. I like the way that it combines those. I don't know, it's just it's a very very nice Do you, that that I don't disagree with, and I feel like the part of this that's missing for me is that I am not allowed to like my uh, for IT reasons like I can't access my work uh, email or Google Apps situation on a personal device. So that it, this is just my personal email for me, and I'm just, there's not that much on a daily basis happening to my personal email. I guess what's what are your thoughts on pricing? Like, w would you subscribe to this? If it was just your personal email, because I feel like if it's automating or making your work experience much easier than $50 is nothing to it just it's a drop in the bucket. But yeah, would would you would you have paid for it if you were doing personal only? Uh, pro probably not. No. <sighs> yeah. But like I'm never like I, I really dislike Apple's built in mail application. And I still think isn't it still like IMAP based for Gmail? maybe i mean who who even knows yeah but like just i do wish i don't know how anybody would ever like do this from like a business perspective but like they would have like some way to judge propensity to pay like i'd pay for this but that's just too much and i'm sure there's a lot of software that they could certainly charge me more and i would pay it because it's that important to me but yeah that's that's one of those things where it's like text expander. I'm still using a version of text expander from like six years ago because I'm not going to pay them $40 a year for a thing where I'm able to type semicolon date and it will type in today's date. Like that's, I don't, this is the same thing where I want them to have a sustainable business, but just from what I'm getting out of it, it feels too steep. 
I don't know. Yeah, I gave up yeah. on Text Expander too. <sighs> yeah. All right. Yeah, let's see anything. Oh, the morning show continues to be very. Again, did you ever have you guys made any progress since the last like we talked about a year ago with the morning show? Uh, we've seen the first couple of episodes of season two. Is that where we left things off? Yeah, meaning which you haven't watched another episode in, in like a year. No, which is okay. Okay, it continues to be bad. Um, do you care if I give any spoilers? Uh, no, not really. Okay, do you remember the newsroom? Uh, yeah, 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 I do. And you remember it being a very bad show, right? I remember kind of liking it, although I feel like. Well, this is the same. No, I, like, I, I probably wouldn't like it. It Aaron Sorkin is he hasn't aged well, and the newsroom was kind of like a project where he, I guess, maybe he didn't have any like creative, like he he it was he was extra Aaron Sorkin in it, mm-hmm. and the the part about it that that was so frustrating. I don't know if you remember there was an episode about they had a montage to a Coldplay song about the people on the show being the only people that made the right call about whether or not to report that Gabrielle Giffords had been shot. Do you remember this? Vaguely, yeah. It was one of the cringiest and terrible, like, sanctimonious, like, Aaron Sorkin things you could possibly have ever seen. And the morning show is pretty much going all... Uh, it's, go, it's doing the full newsroom. And I will give the spoiler horn here, and people can have, like, five seconds. Nobody... nobody that's listening cares uh so reese witherspoon's character on the show bradley jackson her brother is involved in january 6th like it's it's so it's so bad it's so bad and and what's his name uh don draper is playing elon musk and he hooks up with jennifer aniston it's such it's so terrible like I, i i don't know why i continue to watch but the reason I bring it up is that um, in, I don't know if Breville is kind of like Dyson or even like Apple, where they're just so into product placement. Because uh, uh, astute people will remember that uh, I called out that, uh, what's, what's his name on Better Call Saul? The lawyer? The, the, the one that's played by the god. What's his name? I'm really bad with character names. But I, I know who you're talking about. He's got the, the Breville Barista Express, right? Uh, hold on. Howard. Howard. Yeah, so Howard, Howard in his, like, uh, New Mexico, like, uh, casita or whatever, had uh, he was, they did a whole, like, bean-to-cup montage of him making something on a Bre- uh, Breville Barista Express, which was funny, and I think we noted at the time, because that show allegedly takes place in 2006, the Breville Barista Express was not out then. So it's a weird continuity miss on Vince Gilligan's part. But no, uh, Corey, uh, the, like the network head on The Morning Show, uh, it was a very, very, very rich man. And one of the plot points uh, of this season was that he bought like a $30 million house or something, is using an entry-level $600 uh, <laughs> espresso machine on the show that is so prominently placed. And he also drives a Volvo Polestar car which I think I sent you a, an Instagram ad of that they're doing some type of like cross branded campaign with Apple TV plus. Like it's just, it's littered with bad writing and product placement. And for some reason I hate myself enough to keep watching it. So what does that say about me? I don't know. Yeah. It's very bad. So fool, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. Fool exactly. Twice, yeah. 
All right. Um, let's just round this out with uh, Apple Pencil. Uh, there was a, there's supposed to be a big iPad event this week. <laughs> well, no, I mean, and, Ger- and, and, and Mark Ger- Ger- No, Ger- that's Ger- the thing. Gerben was all over it. He's like, no. No, no. Well, that's the thing because, like, and this is the other thing about, like, uh, people, like, like, like the people who, who have, who, like the Apple podcast ecosystem, like try to like crap on German a lot. They're like, Oh, he's only as good as his sources or something. Yeah. His sources are generally pretty good. And they, they just don't, <laughs> some people in that, in that will go unnamed in the Apple podcasting space, sometimes get mad whenever he tries to step on their toes of like opining on the industry. Uh, and he normally does a pretty okay job at that. Yeah, too. No, I, I actually agree that his, <clears throat> his punditry is not very good, but, but I think, a- anyway. I think, I think it's, I think it's fine. But when people get too critical of him of like, Oh, maybe he just doesn't know the entire story or his sources only know one thing. Well, then we'll, you'll get your own sources. Like it, that, that criticism always bugs me. But anyway, uh, German was very clear that there were going to be no iPads and there were no iPads. All there was, was a new Apple pencil, uh, and the entire internet, especially the threads of sphere. It was very up in arms about the fact that there is a new USB-C Apple pencil. Why are people mad? So there are now Three three different Apple pencils that Apple currently sells. When when logically it seems like there should probably only be one. I mean, maybe you could make a case of having like an Apple pencil and an Apple pencil Pro type thing, but I I don't know for for a company that not all that long ago said that if you had a stylus on a device you blew it. Now they sell three different versions of a pencil. It's just, it's, it's weird. Um, so I, I had actually like forgotten about this whole thing because as an owner of a like five year old iPad pro now, like I I don't, I don't really keep up with like, you know, current iPad stuff all that closely. You have um, the you, you bought the iPad Pro when it got like redesigned. You got the first gen of the new iPad Pros. The, yeah, the the 20, 2018 eleven inch iPad Pro is what I still have. Um, but so yeah, I was so I was reminded that when Apple refreshed the the entry level iPad, they switched it to USB C. But they only made it compatible with the first gen Apple Pencil. <laughs> and the funny thing about that is the first gen Apple Pencil charges over Lightning, not USB C. So they started bundling in with the first gen Pencil this goofy Lightning to USB C adapter. And so now, um, this new Apple Pencil, which is which is very creatively called Apple Pencil parentheses USB C. Well, also you're leaving out the the most fantastic tagline, which is it's the most affordable Apple Pencil ever. Mm, got At it. eighty dollars, mm-hmm. um, is is a pencil that now charges over USB C, but instead of having the the tip of it come off to reveal a USB-C plug similar to how the first gen Apple Pencil does with its lightning plug the top of it kind of like slides up to reveal a um female USB-C port um which you then can you know plug into either your iPad or any other USB-C plug 
using a USB-C cable, which, by the way, does not come included in this $79 Apple Pencil. Um, And then it it also then lacks a couple of the other features that that the other pencils do, including, like, um, pressure sensitivity, I think. And there's, like, a double tap feature that I think the high-end Apple Pencil or the Apple Pencil, in parentheses, second-gen model does. but anyway, all these details aren't really that important. Like the the main takeaway here is like the I feel like the Apple Pencil now, the Apple Pencil lineup now is like the perfect fit for the iPads in that they're both just a complete mess. And this 9 to 5 Mac article that it will put in the notes, I thought had a really good headline, which is the Apple Pencil lineup is finally as confusing as the iPad lineup. And that's so true. Like the the iPad lineup is a complete and utter mess. And now the 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 pencil stuff is also a complete and utter mess. I I don't know how any normal person is supposed to walk into an Apple store and figure out what iPad to buy, let alone an iPad with some accessories and a pencil and stuff. Like I just I have no idea how you're supposed to figure that all out. And it and it shouldn't be that way. It's a very simple device. Is it? We we have the iPad lineup we deserve. <laughs> like the iPad lineup is 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 it's a good analog for like America at this time. Like I I I get it. So so I think there's two components here. One, I think the iPad lineup is not as messy as people say it is. Well, sorry this this is coming from somebody who hates the iPad and, does, and thinks most people don't need one, and it's kind of a, a, a why bother, especially with the iPad Pro. But at the low end. Is is your complaint? So I guess let me ask this in like a couple sentences or less. How what 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 would you kill? Like what needs to what needs to be clarified about the iPad lineup? Is your complaint that there shouldn't be a ninth and a tenth generation low end iPad? Is your complaint that the iPad Air and iPad Pro are too similar? Is your complaint that the iPad Pro doesn't get enough updates? Which that's I mean obvious, but I guess what what are, what is your marquee complaint about? Why is the iPad lineup confusing? <laughs> you just you just answered your own question. Yeah. Well, they're... no, but I, but but none of those are are things that are wrong because the iPad. So let me let me take those off one by one. The iPad Pro, the iPad ninth gen is the iPad for schools, and Apple isn't willing to take the margin hit to make the tenth generation iPad cheap enough, so it needs to exist. And the iPad also gets used in a lot of um, point of sale and enterprise configurations, where having an iPad that still has that form factor is important, which is why they won't discontinue it. The tenth generation iPad was a uh, was to bring down market a lot of the like edge to edge screen and kind of like the new modern design language of the iPad. So I get why that's there too. My, uh, the the big knock against that one is that it becomes super expensive once you bundle in that like because they make a version of like the magic keyboard for it that's not the magic keyboard but it's almost as expensive as the iPad itself. Like that part I will agree is super stupid. And then the iPad Air and the iPad Pro being too similar. Yes, but also nobody should be buying the iPad Pro anyway because it's not a pro device. Those points are go back to the whole thing that the iPad Pro is not for the iPad's not for getting work done, and you can write your hate mail to Ryan. I don't care. Like that that stuff is never going to get fixed. So at the top end of the of, of the iPad lineup, that criticism I think is less important. I like because you're never going to get rid of the iPad Pro, and Apple's never going to make the changes to iPad OS that allows them to like. Doesn't the iPad Pro have like an M2 now? Isn't it basically the same as like a mid-range MacBook Air in terms of perfor- uh, in terms of performance? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
yeah. So, I mean, yeah, what do you want them to do? The software isn't good enough. Like that's, I, I, I don't think the iPad lineup is, compl- is as complicated as people want to make it to be. The pencil thing, I mean, it is what it is. Like the the reason this new funky pencil exists is because the tenth generation iPad doesn't have the little charging connectors because in a great design move they actually moved the webcam to where it should be because people use the ipad in landscape orientation like 95 percent of the time so i will happily take the fact that you have that you just plug the pencil into a usb-c port or just usb-c charger which everybody will soon have a million of once a month like that i don't i don't really see this as being that complicated like and they can't discontinue the first generation one because they keep selling the uh ninth generation ipad for all the aforementioned reasons so like yeah it's it's a mess but the ipad product family in general has no direction and lacks any compelling use case for most end users so why 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 is everybody mad now it's it's been broken for a very long time. Why, why is this? Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm 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 not implying in any way that this is something new. The iPad lineup's been a mess to your point oh, no, I, for a long time. It just well, feels no, I don't, like, but I don't mean you. But like I, I'm where everybody on the internet who's doing all these hot takes about this pencil. Like I'm like the iPad's been has been has been a clusterfuck and, and a product without a use case for five years. Why does everybody care now? Well, because I think I, I think and maybe I already said this. Like I feel like the pencil announcement today was sort of like a microcosm of like what's been going on with the iPads. Like instead, instead of Apple maybe taking a step to clarify and consolidate the iPad lineup, they've, they've, to use your favorite phrase, doubled down on taking this terribly messy lineup and just continuing to lean further into that. So I guess do you, if to simplify the lineup to get away from the pencil, do you think they should discontinue the MacBook Air or sorry the iPad Air? So like, what, what, so what, here, what one so move would make the iPad lineup better? Well, I'll give you a couple. There should only be one entry level iPad. Not going to happen, but I get it. No, no, no I'm, 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 I'm not saying these are going to happen. I'm just saying if I was iPad Czar, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> there's one. There's one entry level iPad. There is a decision to be made about what to do with the higher-end part of the iPad. I think what you probably do is you just get rid of the iPad Pro, and then you just have... or Well, or you get rid of the iPad Pro name, and you just have like an iPad Air, and that that becomes your high-end iPad. So basically, keep keep either iPad Pro or iPad Air as your high end iPad. Don't have both, and then have mm-hmm. one Apple Pencil and one Magic Keyboard that works across the line. Yeah, those are good ideas. But I, like I, because I, I mean, right now, so you have a whole lineup of products that are not very differentiated from each other Uh all have different accessories and are all in support of 
an OS that's not very good. It's like, so why why do you need four different or five different if you include the the, t- the two different entry level iPads? Like, why do you need five different versions of hardware to run iPad OS? Because you have suckers that'll pay twelve hundred dollars for a thirteen inch iPad Pro that they don't need. Yeah, I just, I just the, don't. The peop- I like, I, 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 I through, like, through better software, maybe there'd be a way to justify having different iPads. But, but the fact that iPadOS is as limited as it is still, I just, I don't know why you need so many different versions of that hardware. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. And, and with, and even if you make the argument that well you know we want to reach different audiences so like we we need to have this kind of this lineup of hardware kind of similar to like the mac where you've got like this big spread okay fine but but you you look at this ipad lineup and and i mean there's virtually no difference between the the pro and the air for like most normal people like promotion like that kind of thing like that's just not something that normal people care about well but here's here's the other thing is that the third it's still the case that the ipad pro the 11 inch ipad pro never got the better screen right that's still only on the 13 yeah so that's another reason that doesn't make any sense like in the comparison to the mac like that part i don't get because the i I think like the differentiation between the macbook air and the macbook pro is so clear like and now that they have the 15 inch macbook air like that product line again like I, i team mac but like that is the the Mac is in the best place it's been in like 20 years. And the product line makes absolutely perfect sense. But the iPad just well, my, minus doesn't. minus that weird 13 inch MacBook Pro. But but other than that, yes. Do, it, oh, do they still sell that? Mm, I thought they finally mm. I thought they quietly discontinued it at some point. No, like, they, the, they, one with the, the one with the touch bar. They, yeah, that, that's still there. And, and the, no there'll way. be another um, article from Jason Snell in the in the notes about the pencil today, which which touches a lot on this, which is. This whole pencil thing is a product of this, and that 13-inch MacBook Pro, which I think he actually mentioned in, mentions in this article, is also a product of this. Where, you know, and I, I don't love this phrase, but I actually do think this is a good use of it here. Like Tim Cook's Apple, like th- this is what they're about. They're about keeping older generations of products around so that they can can move down into the product line and create a. They want to hit every price point. Exactly. But yeah. but the, the the consequence of that though is you end up with just a just a really a really messy lineup and you know I I actually you know and this is like a minor thing in the grand scheme of things but I think the iPad's a really good example of this where like even the naming is terrible where like they've got these two entry level iPads that have the same name they're both just called iPad. But they're differentiated with, you know, parentheses, ninth generation, parentheses, tenth generation. Same thing with the Apple pencils that we just talked about. They're all just called Apple pencil and then have parentheses, which like kind of further describe what they are. And then there's the iPad mini, which you kind of think of, okay, like smaller, so probably cheaper. But no, it's actually a higher end device than the iPad. And so it's more expensive by, by quite a lot. Is it? What processor? Like, because they haven't touched the iPad Mini in forever. Does it? Is it actually? Like, the, I know it's more premiumly the, priced, but 
The iPad Mini is expensive. It's I'm no, it, looking at but it does now. it even does it have an M1 in it? I don't think it does. No, it's like an A A something. Yeah, it's got an A15. Yeah, the the Mini the so Mini like at seven hundred dollars. Sixty four gigabyte starts at like five hundred. But I mean, you can you know you can spec it up like two fifty six. But if you want cellular, cellular it starts eight, at eight hundred bucks. If when if you want to max it out. Um, and the then the, and, the and then there's and then there's the the iPad Air right. Which, if you buy a Mac, Air means entry level, least expensive Mac. Well, least expensive well, la- laptop yeah. Mac. But then on, on the iPad, that basically means Pro because, like, it, it feature wise and price wise is basically the same as a Pro. So, like, y- you're Apple, you don't sell that many different products. And with two of your product lines, Air, which is already a very like ambiguous name, means two completely different things. It's just it's, it's, it's goofy. It's weird. And also the marketing tagline of the 10th generation iPad is the colorful all-screen iPad for the things you do every day. What the, does that even mean? Meanwhile, the 9th generation is only for the essentials in the most affordable iPad. I mean, the, 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 yeah, real, the, the, the real answer for, for most people, you just, you just buy an iPad the 10th generation with the, the nicer base level one you just buy one of those you don't don't bother with a pencil or a magic keyboard or any of that stuff and, and you're fine get an ipad get a smart cover you're good to go i mean actually uh, i mean the, i think the magic keyboard's neat i in practice i don't really use mine a ton so it's not something i can like get super excited about recommending which is which is why i say just yeah buy the base level ipad Get us get a smart cover. That's the smart cover is actually still like maybe the the coolest thing for from the iPad. Like that that's such a great that's such a great case for it. And then you're so, and you're good. To close this out, can I can I round this out with uh, something that's maybe a little bit confusing? Uh, <laughs> sure. I need to buy a new iPad. Oh, that's right. I why? So with everything we just talked about. Oh. I, so, don't I, so, you how many don't you already have like six ipads like one I, I, is like I, I a dedicated sonos controller hush, hush. hold on hold on one hold is on. like a right. focus device are you so bizarre hold, hold on hold on hold on no nobody gives federico this crap um <laughs> so i'm sorry i don't know why he became a <laughs> random federico shot but it's okay so with everything i've talk, talked about and the fact that i will objectively say the ipad sucks and i don't like it as a product I do use it for a few things, which is doing doing crosswords on an airplane. Sometimes doing crosswords at home. Uh, it's my kitchen computer. So, like, if I ever need a recipe up, I, I don't. Sometimes I'll print out a recipe. I, I don't want my laptop near the kitchen. My laptop's too important to me. Have you heard of the twenty-four inch iMac? My apartment is not big enough to have a twenty-four inch computer. Just as I already have two Macs, that that's a big enough hassle to keep in sync. So. But my problem is, so yes, I do have two iPads. Don't trust me. I have one that's basically just a Spotify machine and just like a Sonos controller, which I think is a system that still works great because I like just having one device that if I need to like take a phone call or do something, I don't have to interrupt music or something. It is nice having a device with like infinite battery life just be a thing I airplay stuff from. So that actually is a, a an idea I had two years ago that's actually still very durable and I, I like that idea. I still think is so weird but okay but well no but the thing is that that could be obviated by just using the sonos app which i refuse to do i don't know why 
but I just don't want to. Anyway. But my problem is, like, I don't, I don't need the iPad to do anything, but I, because I'm, because I'm cheap and lack the, the foresight, when I bought the first generation iPad Air that I currently have, I went 64 gigs, which is just not, unfortunately, like, I don't have a lot of stuff on there. It's not enough to be a modern iPad. Like, earlier this week, it needed to install iPadOS 17.0.3, and it was like, hey, do you want to uninstall a bunch of applications to have room to install this OS? I'm like, what? It's too, I need more space on it. But I don't like the iPad, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I keep looking for, like, I keep looking on slick deals. Like, I don't, I don't even care if it's a refurb. Like, I just, I don't know which model to pick. Like, I need it to have 256 gigs or, or like, and I, if it had cellular, I I wouldn't complain. But I don't know what, I don't want to spend 900 or a thousand dollars on a device I rarely use and don't like. I, honestly, I, I, I'd stick with the, device or the the recommendation that i just gave but it doesn't work i already i already own the magic keyboard i'm not gonna throw and that doesn't work with the 10th generation ipad Hmm. so that is now a sunk cost like that that would eliminate the cost savings well so you can i mean so also too the the base level ipad actually comes in really cool colors so like i I would just pick silver well okay fine I'm like going to pick, I, I, I'm gonna I, pick blue for this example. So you get a blue base level iPad 256 with cellular if you want. It's like $700 Ooh, probably. $749. Yeah, no, it's, you see, it's not saving any money. Oh, man. That's, oh, see, that, that's the other thing about the, yeah, that's, I, that's the how iPad get you. Is, is, is you look at the base level prices on everything and you think, like, that's oh, yeah, the thing. okay. No, that's the bullshit part of it. That, again, Tim Cook's Apple. I, I will absolutely say that 64 gigs is the wrong starting capacity. That's, that's some 64 to 256, like 100. If I, if I had had, if 128 was the starting point, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It you would know, still be maybe tighter than I'd want. That's the part that they, they get you. You know, if you I'm not, get a, you, you, well, you might, you might know this cause it seems like you've been looking at this. If you, so what, okay, fine. Let's say you get a Mac an, or a, um, an iPad air 256 with cellular. You know how much that is? Eight fifty nine hundred dollars, eight ninety nine. Yeah, no matter. That's Man, the problem. It, you, they, they, that I don't know what to do. Well, and 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 I mean the the problem too for you is that I mean the iPad Air is so much more than you need. Like yeah. you, like you would not, because I mean the iPad Air is what like an M. Did they upgrade that like to a, like an M? Yeah, that's it's an M1. Like it's like the one so I have is, is the A15, whatever. Like, but again, it, I don't need it to be fast. I just need more. I need a little bit more space. That's it. Like, I don't like yeah. it's uh, my my iPhoto library or whatever is like three hundred gigabytes. You, so, so like it's it's you, obviously. Do you ever you ever use the Magic Keyboard? Yeah. Like, cause again, when it's my like kitchen computer, like I'm just trying to pull up a recipe or pull up a video yeah. on how to, on how to like core fennel, something I end up, I keep watch, I watch the same Martha Stewart video on how to core fennel every three months. And again, like that's something where when I have like cooking hands, like I don't want to be touching the screen. Well, so, so, so this is what I'm talking about with the mess of a lineup too. So the, a 256 base level iPad with cellular 
is only a hundred and hundred and fifty dollar different than yeah. the equivalent model on the air. Uh huh. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, iPad I sucks. I don't, get, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, the the the, the, the iPad lineup sucks. It's so weird. Yeah. And as 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 a software, as does all of it. That's the thing where so again, I have a slick deals alert set up. Like I, I think I don't over, over the hol- over the holidays, you'll you'll find something. I think. Yeah, like I would, I would like to because like it, the cost is nominal on my cell phone plan. Like I, I would like it to probably have cellular. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have to make a purchase, I would like to not have to do the whole personal hotspot song and dance. But like again, I don't want to invest anything in the iPad ecosystem. But for these like very limited use cases, like I don't, need, I, I've, I have no pretense that the iPad is for getting any substantive amount of work done. But there are some things like doing doing a cr- the crosser puzzle on a Mac sucks. So that that's that is the one use case that the iPad is good for. Do you, and now I don't have enough space. Do you know how much a uh thirteen or twelve point nine inch iPad Pro two terabytes of storage with cellular is? I'm guessing seventeen. Twenty four hundred dollars. Twenty three ninety nine. Like, I really wish people, here's, like, I, if I, again, if I was independently wealthy, I would, I would, I would hire uh, photographers for every marathon that gives you photos for free. And I would hire people to stand outside the Apple store that convinces anybody buying an iPad Pro to just get a fucking Mac. The, well, so to to prove your point here, the base level 12.9 inch iPad Pro. So this is 128 gigabytes of storage and no cellular. Still ten ninety nine. Yeah. Again, no, but nobody should ever buy the iPad Pro. Again, they should like if if the, like again the the federal government should do one of those like ad council PSAs that just says no, use that money, buy the crappiest iPad you can get, and buy a MacBook Air, and it's the same price, and you'll have a computer that can actually do things. Yeah. What a mess. Three three Apple pencils. Chef specials. Three. Chef specials, unbelievable. Um, Okay, I'm actually, I'm, I'm. This seems like a really boring pick, but I'm actually really excited about it. Okay, I'll send this to you in the notes. So, I life pick. I um, for whatever reason, Mm. I get very Syracusean about. This is an Instagram ad company, right? I guess so. Yeah. Um. I get very Syracusean about my bedside iPhone charger because, like, it, it, I mean, it's a category with obviously a million different products, but so many of them do way more than I need. So they they want to be like a like a three in one charger kind of thing, which which I I don't need any of that. I just need something to charge my phone, or they have a really annoying light on them where you know whenever your phone is charging there's like this big bright status light that's like shining into your face at night so you'd be surprised when you limit the category to just being a phone charger that doesn't have like an annoying light on it it actually (laughs) surprisingly limits your options um so recently i'll put this in the notes too i had been using a um a belkin chi charger 
which which actually did violate one of my rules. It it does have a little light on the front, but it's a really small one that I was able to, you know, they sell the little like kind of blackout sticker things um, that I was able just to put one of those over. And it, it otherwise was a very minimalist, nice looking charger. So I, I could I, have sworn you had a, a chef special like a year ago that was like the two, at least like a two in one, maybe even a three in one so yeah, Belkin so charger. Yeah, so I had the the two in one Belkin charger for for quite a while, which I really really liked. I stopped using that when the Apple Watch picked up its fast charging capability because that stand didn't support fast charging. You needed a new charger to support that. And, you know, because I wear my Apple Watch overnight, the the whole fast charging thing for me is really, really nice. So I had to buy a, a separate Apple Watch charger to to pick up the fast charging thing. And they, they do sell um, combination chargers now that do the, the Apple Watch fast charging, but most of them are like three-in-one chargers where they also have like a, you know, wireless charging pad on them, which I'm just like, I'm just never going to use because I don't, I don't ever really charge like my AirPods or anything bedside so it's like more than what i need um so the anyway the, this Belkin chi charger was was fine <clears throat> but the one thing about it which is you know kind of a problem with all chi chargers is if you don't you know get it on the charger just quite right it doesn't charge so i've had you know a few instances where i wake up in the morning and I go, oh crap! I didn't, I didn't have my phone exactly in the right spot on this charger, and so it didn't charge. So I thought, well, obviously, like Apple now has a solution to this with MagSafe, and so I, I kind of started looking around at MagSafe chargers, which, because of um, standby, which is another iOS 17 feature, which I I don't think we've talked about at all because I've I've still not used it to this point. But but with the introduction of standby these kind of simple MagSafe chargers were having a, a, a new moment, as you would say. Um, and in, in one of the articles I came across um, that highlighted, you know, good, good MagSafe chargers to use with standby, this Nomad stand MagSafe charger was featured. And it basically checks all my boxes. It's super minimalist, doesn't have any lights on it, is just, you know, just a basic phone charger. Um, it it has a built-in um cable which is kind of nice um and it's 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 pretty great um oh the the other thing that i i'm pick i'm picky about with a bedside charger too is is having the phone be at a good angle where i can you know just kind of lean over and and quickly access the screen so like have face id work all that good stuff and this, you know, this has the phone at like a really, a really good, um, good angle for that. And with it being MagSafe, MagSafe, of course, like I don't have the issue of, you know, not, you know, having it angled quite right on the charger because it just kind of snaps into place. So yeah, this, this is kind of, kind of pricey for what it is, but it's, it's, it's nice and heavy, which is, which is good because then you can kind of, you know, pick the phone, um, up off of it really quickly without having to worry about jostling it around. Yeah, it, it's, it's really nice. A few clarifying questions. So I, I'm on the page that you linked me to. So, and also it feels like a lot of their product page is dedicated to explaining the difference that I'm still not sure about. 
did you buy the one that's $110 that says MagSafe or the one that's $80 that says MagSafe compatible? Ah, yeah. So this this part is confusing. So I bought the $80 one. So here's here's that's, the here's the difference. But I thought your I thought your point was that well, because that says it only charges seven and a half watts. I thought that was your main thing. No, so I don't care about that. So I'm just I'm plugging my phone in overnight. So I don't care how fast it charges. Oh, it was sorry, it was the watch fast charge. Never mind. Sorry. Exactly. Yep. So this um this uses um like I I guess like um last generation it, stuff like either last generation um stuff or i think it maybe it actually just uses like chi charging but then has magnets built in which are compatible with magsafe so it is it's like technically kind of like a chi charger with magnets as opposed to being like the full magsafe thing i i don't really even know to be honest but but you're right they do sell a higher end version of this thing that's $30 more that um is like i get like fully mag safe certified or whatever so i didn't buy this for um two reasons one is because it was thirty dollars more expensive i guess three reasons it's thirty dollars more expensive i didn't need the faster charging and the little like puck part of it that your phone magnetically attaches to is white instead of just being black like the rest of the stand. And I, I liked the look of just having a single color. So I actually liked the look of the um the lower end one. Got it. Um interesting. No, because this isn't this is an ad or sorry, this is a company I see advertised on Instagram all the time. And I couldn't tell if this was like kind of just one of those like no name, like kind of like the thing, the people like there's brands that will basically just like rebadge and do a better marketing job of like just drop shipped Chinese stuff. And this looks nicer than that. Like what's, what's the build quality like? Really, really high. Everything, the, pa- the packaging is really premium. The, the product itself is really nice. No, this is not some like drop. Does it feel heavy? Thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice, because it's got. It looks like it's got a nice braided cable coming. Like it looks, it, it looks yeah, nice. good, good braided cable coming out the back, and yeah, it's super solid. And yeah, you so you found this page. They actually do have a. They have a website, right, or a web page, right on their website that I feel. T- I feel like that's this. that. I feel like that uh, maybe speaks to a problem with your product lineup more than like. I feel like they should only have one. They should have one that's all black. Like, because I do, I agree that that kind of like. The shiny black with the matte black puck. I think that looks nice, but they should just have one that's eighty nine or ninety nine dollars. Like I feel like this this is confusing to the point where I feel like you're not you're gonna. What's the opposite of converting somebody? Like you're you have enough people who walk away because they're too confused and not buy something, versus just maybe having a slightly lower margin product. Yeah, it, it looks it, nice. It, it's funny too about this whole like magsafe compatible versus magsafe thing so my mind's like magsafe compatible which i guess is technically powered by the whole like chi charging spec but when you know when it when it magnetically attaches to the stand the same little charging thing that i think only comes up with magsafe chargers like where you know what i'm talking about where like the the The, the full screen animation yeah yeah, yeah. like that, that comes up so, so I, I, I don't know what I, but again, like for me who like, I'm just plugging my phone in overnight. So I, like, I, I don't care how fast it charges really. Um, 
yeah, no, this, this is like, I, I, this, I think this is going to be my kind of like long-term bedside charger. It's really nice. Got it. Uh, all right. For mine, have I already, have I already made, uh, I have a back under uh, a secondary one in case I already did. Have I ever made coffee golf, uh, pick of the week or chef special? Uh, you did. Yeah. Okay. All right. In that case, it's still great. I love it. Um, did I already uh, recommend a TV show called Jury Duty? I can't remember if I Let's heard about yes. that show yeah. from you or from somebody else, but I, I have heard about that show. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a six or eight half hour episode, just one off TV show. And this is this is this has a weird business angle to it, but it it was produced by uh, is it Amazon? It's it's from Freevee, which I think is made by Amazon, but it's also not necessarily on Prime Video to the point where when I was watching it on Amazon Prime Video last month, it said leaving Prime Video in 11 days or something. So I don't know how a TV show that Apple that Amazon made somehow will not be available on Prime Video anymore. Anyway, however, somebody might be able to watch this. Uh it's uh, hilarious and kind of absurd and an, a super quick and easy watch. And it is uh, very funny. Yeah, it's uh, there's no it's one of those things where if you explain it in any detail, it uh, eliminates a lot of the fun from it. But if you need something lighthearted and fun and very bite sizable where you can watch maybe two episodes a night and be done with it in a in a week uh, weeknight, um, it's it's fantastic. So this is this this is. Amazon Prime show, but they've done they've done this the David Zaslav thing, and they've booted it off the primary service and put it on one of their fast services. Is that what just because free? What, free what, is, what does fast mean again? Free ad supported TV. It's like Some... Freevee is Amazon's fast service, right? Where it's like streaming, but like you have to you have to watch the ads like there's no way to to pay them money and not see the ads unless it fell off a truck um but <laughs> but yeah basically basically uh it got nominated for three emmys um no it, this, yeah this show's good uh but yeah it is one of those and also because of that it does have um a decent amount of product placement in it including uh bubbly sparkling water nice. uh, which was which was which was fun uh but no really really good and very very funny yeah i think it'll be very much up your alley 